0: Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey
1: everybody, it's
2: Jason. It's time for us and you're watching
0: Toku Secrets Podcast.
1: Welcome to Toku Secrets. Join us as we journey into the marvelous world of Super Sentai, Common Rider, Power Rangers, and many other Tokyo Get ready for the adventure of a lifetime. It's Morphin Time. Link to the Morphin. First. I'm Nathan Desaad, the
3: dazzling adventurer, Pokan Silk.
2: I'm Patrick Allen, I'm Shinkin Red.
3: And I'm Ridwan Merton, Go Kylo Red. And I'm Anthony Davis, also known as Kyrie Green. And,
0: and we're Tokyo hey welcome
1: everyone to episode 118 of the toku secrets podcast and uh we well technically we've already finished time ranger we recorded our in game arc but that one's getting posted uh next week but uh we're taking a bit of a break before we do our time force and uh you know time ranger comparison because uh we got the current sentai vetserin that we got to take care of Uh, we are going to be taking a look at osama sentai king oger episodes 35 through 40 today we got the whole crew on. Uh, we're really excited. So, uh,
3: yeah. Um, Don't let Nathan lie to you. We're really postponing, <laughs> so we have more time to watch Time Force. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go and ruin the illusion, dude.
0: <laughs> I am very but honest. Still, but we're still enjoying King Oja, though.
3: Oh, no, we love King Oja. King is mm-hmm. the best Sentai ever, in my opinion. But we'll get to that when we get to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna uh, briefly recap uh, everything that happened in the last couple of episodes that we did with uh, King Oger. So, uh, so Dog Dead, who is the uh, you know Space Bug King, he's the new mil- villain now. Uh, we had a brief saga of episodes where he tried to throw Shakuh into chaos by making it look like the five, the main five King Ogers, were attacked. But then uh, that was foiled when Jeremy took the fall because he said, Oh, the Bugnarok did it because we're still evil. Ha Just to make sure that the world didn't fall into chaos because, you know, Jeremy's a total bro. He doesn't want to let the world fall. So um, then uh, uh, we encountered a new villain, one of Dog Dead's jesters because all of his generals are called uh, jesters, uh, called uh, Grody. And I'm going to completely de- botch this name uh, Lou Codium. I guess, but uh, he's actually played by the guy who played a common rider Garin in Common Rider Blade, and he was also the principal and one of the villains in Common Rider Forze. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, he was responsible for instigating God's Wrath many years ago, and the King Ogers got sent to Earth by Dog Dead Earth. I mean our world, not Shaqiu, and it's there that they encountered uh, the Cure Ugers. uh, The uh, we did. Except we didn't see a Daigo, Kyoryu Red, or Uchi, uh, Kyoryu Gold, or any of the extra rangers. So no Yayoi, no Torin, or King's Dad, or uh, uh I can't remember the name of uh, the second Kyoryu Grey. But uh, uh, technically, we did see No uh, um, uh, Nosan's sister, but no reference was ever made to her being Kyoryu Cyan. So, um, yeah, but anyway... Uh, they were now led by a new character named Prince, who was the son of Daigo and Amy, and he became a, a different Kyogre. Red, King Kyogre Red. Uh, and they had to help them defeat a, uh, a a new Devos army that was created by Dog-Dead. And actually, uh, we got a little bit of world building in that little series, because uh, the, um, thanks to a stone tablet that Ian Kyogre Black was uh, taking a look at, Jeremy actually discovered that uh, the king ogres world Shakyu, was discovered by humans who fled earth and they made shikyu their home so that's pretty cool um and then in the last episode the king ogres returned to shikyu they discovered that they were gone for six months and in that time frame uh, not too much has happened uh, just that uh dog dead has uh, basically brainwashed all the people of Shakyu into obeying him and all of the kingdoms are being controlled by their uh by his jesters and the jester that is controlling shu gotum is shugo mask who is reckless so yep nothing too big not big of a deal just typical stuff
3: coming back again yeah Mm
1: -hmm. now uh, the episodes that we're taking a look at uh, are all kind of uh you know episodes that revolve around them trying to retake their kingdoms so we're going to go over these one by one 35 through 40. Um, and by the way, uh, just so the listeners know, uh, King Oger has apparently been confirmed to be 50 episodes long. So uh, we're probably going to do the last 10 altogether just to wrap it up. Unless or oh. – um, oh, we want to do five and five? Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, well, that
2: should be pretty easy to do because I think 45 just aired today.
3: It did. So we're going to get that knocked up soon. Okay. I'm not yeah. worried about yeah, because uh, I'm figuring the last five episodes are going to be in game arc and we're going to need some yeah. time to talk about it. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that uh, it's
1: 50, though, because I don't know. The last couple of Sentai I know have been kind of short. Like, I know uh, Kira Major was like 45 episodes or something like that. So.
3: And that's the same because I heard it's pretty dang good. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty
1: good. I can't wait to get to that one. Uh but enough about uh, what uh, the Sentais that I'm gonna be watching later this year let's uh, take a look let's uh, start jumping in uh, we got episode 35 don't cry slack jod uh, tanuki uh, this episode revolves around the king just trying to retake uh, Inca sopa because um, you know it controls all the news so they're trying to say hey if we can take back this uh, kingdom then that'll prevent all this fake news about dog dead being spread but but uh, but um, only the guys go in because Himeno meno and you'll find out why I'm putting air quotes around Himeno in the next episode. But we're not—we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, she says that she's already taken back his and Rita is busy uh, rounding up uh, all the criminals in Gokan, So uh, the other four king Ochers go in, and but unfortunately, uh, you know they get into a fight with a digester who's uh who's taking control of uh inkosopa uh hirubiru who's who uh if um she has the power to control people by like whispering commands into their ears and she's taking control of uh everyone in inkosopa including uh yama's right hand man uh and we actually get a couple of flashbacks about uh how Uh, Yama, like, Inkosopa used to be, like, this rundown, like, just completely, like, destroyed kingdom, but Yama said, hey, I can, I can take this from the worst kingdom ever and turn it into the greatest kingdom ever with my technology, and Shiokara was all like, wow, this is a guy that I really like, I want to be just like him, and unfortunately, Yama has to choose between killing Shiokara Or taking back his kingdom and he chooses i'm going to let shiokara be spared and so he destroys this laptop that could have uh, helped him save his kingdom resulting in him taking back shiokara and then they're forced to retreat and the episode ends with like shiokara like weeping like why did you spare why did you take me in exchange for the kingdom and yama's all like eh don't worry We're going to take it back and turn it from zero to one again. So uh, what do we think about this episode, guys?
3: The first thing I'm going to say here, them Yanma stocks are on the heavy rise. Because, oh my god, Yanma in this episode. Like, I already love the character. Mm -hmm. But just seeing the empathy and the care he had for uh, a Siakata man... Those stocks are rising.
0: Would you, you know say, what? would you say that it was a uh, a bro moment for the bros who?
3: <laughs> Dude, okay, look, Yanima saw his bro, and he felt so <laughs> bad. He's like, bro, are you okay? Let me help you out, bro. And the bro's like, bro, all our bros are in trouble. So, like, bro, what do we do? And Yanima's like, bro, we're gonna avenge the bros. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that didn't catch on, Anthony asked me to do a reiteration of my bro rant from the Common Rider Ghost podcast we did a long time ago. Yeah. This is probably like mm-hmm. eight years ago, by the way, Anthony. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I still remember it to this day.
3: Oh, no. I still laugh about it, but I mm-hmm. can't do it the same way I used to. I
0: I, I, just like, imagined, I just imagine that
2: little interaction of yours ending with Yanma staring off into the sunset and he just says, bro.
3: Like, right. very <laughs> dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, I mean, and then yeah. Siakata is like, but bro, I love you. And Yanma's like, no, bro. I love
2: you. <laughs> punches him in the face.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then he says, raccoon brains. Raccoon
2: brain. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. <laughs> octopus balls.
2: Yes. yes. Octopus balls. <laughs> That's a new one. Um,
1: But, yeah, I agree that his stock is going up. Like, it, it's so funny how we just finished reviewing Time Ranger. Like, I, I've been saying, and I still stand by it to some extent, that ISA is, like – the goat blue, but I bring me mean what I was messaging you in the chat. And I'm like, like before this, I'm like, man, I just say it's the goat blue and ain't no one ever going to replace him. And here comes Yama saying, hello, allow me to introduce myself. Like, <laughs> that's what he's doing.
0: Yeah. I'm just taking spotlight. Why don't you, man? Like, dang. Yeah.
3: Look, <laughs> look, I don't know, man. I got to see the last 10 episodes, see how I feel about Yama, like in terms of IF saying. Yeah. yeah. Because, man, that is a close race and i'm kind of thinking yanma's gonna win mm-hmm. it kind of
2: yeah I, like yeah i want i want to i want to see their full journeys to completion before i judge them but man this is gonna be one of those photo finish situations
3: <laughs> oh dude oh, yeah this and then yellow oh yeah dude
2: dude
3: him and kimono yeah. luca and domon that's, yeah. that's a three-way that's a three-way race right there the one thing I do yeah,
2: like about this, probably one of the things that I got the most out of this episode was, it really showed because Yama was a character that I was having a hard time really like figuring out how much he cared about his his people, like his his inner circle. I guess you want to call them like his his uh, kiss asses, if I want to use the term correctly. That's been following him <laughs> around all season. I wanted to. I mean, I, it God. was kind of. It was very kind of vague to me if he was like. Actually, supportive and like cared about them as people, or if it was because they were like his 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 wingmen or something. And no, he cares. Like he, it's a very tough love care it, that he has. But
3: it's almost like the Go kaisers in that they try to act nonchalant, badass, tough around each other. But the, when
2: put worst comes to worst, they will. Go in without any questions asked, and the same and thing is true stand, for all of the royalty. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for some it's a little bit more obvious than others. Like Jimeno is very openly like supportive mm-hmm. for her inner circle.
3: Well, and... Heminoo. is a two is a two headed sword. We'll get to after dispatch episodes. I think. Yeah. Because I do want to get on with the. I want to do character analysis later in more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But uh, no, like, I, I have a lot of thoughts here. Yeah. But and I, I want
1: to give the writing staff a, just brief I want to give the writing staff a shout out that like I like how these episodes technically they don't retake Enko Sopa in this episode, but they were trying to. All these episodes where they're at least trying to retake the kingdoms, I love how it's saying, Hey, this is a great opportunity to show how these characters rose to power originally. Like that that's a brilliant writing
3: it is mm-hmm.
1: brilliant right yep. there.
3: And And okay, so I just want to drop this thought here we can explore it later, but we are at this point in the podcast, 35 episodes in, and I think we've only had maybe one filler, if even that. And I was kind of watching this episode, I was like, is this filler or is this plot driven or is this? Mm -hmm. i don't know how to classify it but because it has a little bit of like that filler feeling but it's extremely plot relevant nonetheless so just want to drop that
1: yeah yeah you can totally tell that this guy only worked on common rider and never worked on super sentai before
3: thank god i hope who modes or whatever it's called can do something similar but i don't know i'm kind of worried of the suits
0: if it can make up for this for the lack of the crappy suits, I honestly will, will give it a shot.
3: <laughs> no, honestly, we're gonna watch the it.
0: No, I, I so know. Long I'm long saying, long. like, I'm saying. I hope it makes up. Yeah. I hope that the the show itself makes up for the crappy suits. Hey, yeah. and that's possible because I mean, spoiler alert for our next podcast.
1: I, I, de- I despise the Gingaman Man suits. I really don't like those suits. But the story and everything else okay, about yeah. it, spot on. I can tolerate those. Wait, suits. you don't
3: like the Gingaman Man suit?
1: No, I don't. It, and ever since I was a kid, I was never a fan of those suits. And I was five when I watched those suits. <laughs> In action.
3: You know, That's
0: the zigzags were the one I didn't like. but other than I like the suits.
3: I mean, I mean, like them not- better than like other suits that we've gotten, like Lightspeed, for example. Really? I mean, like yeah. what
2: the GoGo the, the Go-Go Five suits are sick to me. Yeah, Kinda I, like right. I love
1: them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're bottom five. They're probably at like the top of that bottom five. Cause I mean, I still think suits like the Ghost Sager suits and the O Ranger suits are worse, but I'm still not a fan of those suits.
3: Okay. But we can all agree Battle Fever Day is. Shut here. up. Shut yeah, up. Those are, <laughs> those, those are 100% the worst
2: Sentai outfits. Yeah. There's no debate for this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you were going to say something, Anthony, before I cut you off. I didn't mean to do that.
0: Oh, no, no, you're good. All I was going to say was that, like, wow, like, this this episode really was, like, legit. I, like, literally clapped when, you know, he decided to destroy that laptop. And I was just like, wow. Like, he, like, because it gave me such a, like, whiplash because I thought that, oh, they're going to take back every, because here's my thought of the episodes. I thought each episode was going to be them coming back to try to get their, um, their kingdoms back. But in this episode, it gave you the the runaround. Like, oh, this didn't happen. This is the way I thought it was going to happen. It it just shows you that how good the writing is. Where I, even I myself couldn't predict this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving it a straight ten. Straight, straight ten, All right, You already, I might answer straight ten. <laughs> I'm
1: giving this
0: one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to give it a nine, but the more I think about it with Yama, I I feel tempted to give it a ten. It's either a
3: nine or a ten for me. Okay, I'm gonna go in the middle here and say nine point five.
2: Uh, that's where I'm going to. I don't like handing out tens, just like like money at a strip club. But, <laughs> 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 but... whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wait! wait what? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold what? You've up. never heard that analogy before? <laughs> no, I've heard that an analogy several times. But my question is, one of you. Ever had a uh, chance to go do that?
2: <laughs> Never, but the analogy is hilarious. So I had a chance to use it, so I'm using it. Well, <laughs> like I don't like giving out tens like all the time, but uh, so I'm not going to here. But a nine point five, it's yeah.
1: But, I'll give it a nine point five then too, like because yeah, I mean, uh, an episode really just has to like blow. My mind, or like just give like amazing character moments. Not that it didn't have any amazing character moments because it does, but nothing like on par with like you know, something like what Domont, like some of Domont's moments, like later on in Time Ranger or something yeah. like that.
0: It, it also, gave some
2: much, I would say it gave some much needed insight into Yum to kind of clear up some of like the more like iffy parts of his pers- personality and
3: stuff like that. Also, paging Frankie about your comment, Patrick.
2: Oh, you're (laughs) going to... Frankie's going to... I'm I'm expecting a bowl all-cap WTF with like four question marks in my inbox in like five minutes.
1: (laughs) All right, let's move on to uh, episode 36. Uh, Ximeno's matchmaking strategy. Uh, so, um, so this episode, Jimeno announces that she's going to be holding a contest to like, uh, see who she's going to marry. Uh, cause yeah, she's going to get married, uh, you know, with, um, basically all the King Ogres except, uh, Kaguraki, cause Kaguraki is out for this episode. And Jeremy also opts out. Uh, there's also a mysterious man named Romaine Dearborn who gets in, in on the contest. Uh, but we actually find out pretty quickly that uh it's not himeno it's actually Kero Jim, uh, another one of uh Dog Dead's jesters. And uh if you guys have been keeping up with this, you'll know that Kero Jim was also one of the original Bugnarok people who somehow survived. They still haven't explained that, but whatever. Uh so Kero Jim is still in control of Ishibana, and he and he wants to uh kill the king ogres at the ceremony so that they he can throw Shakyu into chaos but then uh you know thankfully with uh you know the help of her servants uh is able to free herself from the dungeons uh dearborn helps her reclaim her caliber because it turns out that dearborn is actually sebastian her butler because if you if you remember in the like in the early episodes they established that like sebastian is actually like 25 or 26 and a decent-looking guy, but Jimeno was not like, eh, I can't have you looking better than me, so she turned him into a really old-looking man. Well, that's Sebastian. And we actually see the flashback on how he became that way, so that's pretty cool. And uh, the uh, the King Ogres, you know, they come together and they drive off Jim. and with that, the very first uh, kingdom, Ishabana, Jimeno's kingdom, has been uh, reclaimed. And the episode ends uh, kind of leading into the next one as Kaguragi, uh, he approaches Rita at a celebration because uh, he needs, you know, he needs our help in retaking Tofu, his kingdom. So what do we think about this one, guys? Hmm.
0: Uh,
2: a lot of, there's a lot of twists in this episode because I thought that uh, Dearborn was going to be the, the, like, the monster in disguise when he showed up. And then, no, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. Sebastian this whole time. I was, <laughs> see, I like that there's a moment later on, too, and it's a very big moment that it was like a throwaway line earlier in the season that they actually came back to. I thought it was because yep. I thought he looked like that because he was being worked to death, not because it was because he was in makeup.
3: <laughs> you know? Right. I honestly forgot that he was not old until this episode. Yeah,
2: they made it... It was like a throwaway line, like an episode... It was like in the, like the first 10 episodes or was like the He was like in his early 20s, and everybody was like, what the heck? And I thought... It yeah, like I was doing work to do that. <laughs> but... I mean... I, like,
3: <clears throat> I don't know, man. I was just kind of confused. But, you know, but like... I, <clears throat> go
2: ahead. I, this, this episode really... Reminds me why I like Kimino as a character because she she under she kind of looked at his situation and said, "Yeah, you're. If you really are, feel like your looks are cartoonishly distracting to people <laughs> because that's what this was." Uh, she offered to help him, and it's like for being such like um because she kind of she gives off like. Egotistical royalty vibes, but she's very yeah. empathetic, yeah. and she's always willing to reach down and help the the small person with any issue they have, big or small. And that's the kind of character I love. So,
3: I mean, do you remember do you remember early on in the series <clears throat> when him and I was looking at these old houses and said, "You know what? Let's blow them up and build something nice here." Mm-hmm. And we're all thinking, "Wait, what about the people that live in these small?" Dinky little houses, what happens to them? And then she builds them this lavish, nice looking, beautiful house mm-hmm. after. And I'm just sitting there like, Okay, I thought for a minute she's gonna be like this conceited, you know what, yeah, is not.
2: Yeah, she comes off and acts like it, but then she ends up being the exact opposite when
0: you get to know her. Yeah. Because, like I said in the in like you know, previous, like not even previous, previous videos. I remember not liking her at first, and I was proven vaguely wrong about it. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So, like, it took me a while to 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 walk to loosen up to her, and I'm glad I did, because, you know, now I, now I see what everybody else sees with this character now.
3: Yeah. And him is another character, like Yanmo, who they pretend or to give up the air that they don't care about their people, but they got the biggest hearts to anyone, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of, I mean,
1: every episode where Kimeno gets her moment, to sh- gets a moment to shine. There are always great episodes, and this one is no exception. Thanks. Yeah. I, I yeah, there's really even a, there's even
2: a moment in an episode that we'll talk about. I think is it the next episode? No, it's two episodes from now where she's with the episode with Rita. I'll, I'll go into it when we get to it. But she's like full <laughs> on like fangirl supportive, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we have so many things to talk about there, but let's wait until we get. Oh, yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, that, that episode
2: is weird,
0: <laughs>
3: but I'm yeah, go ahead Riz. I was gonna say I, I just found it hilarious that for most of the episode, I was like, okay, him and is doing this weird marriage thing, maps making certs. Why are you doing this right now so the surprise that it wasn't her and it was the monster, the weak, or the whatever five zester person. That was a nice. That was a nice twist on their part. Yeah. Yep. And also, Himino's willingness to basically get down and dirty to help her people into prison and working her ass off with no regard for her own life. Man, them stocks mm-hmm. are rising too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: uh, honestly, like, Kiro Jim turning out to be her in disguise, like, that's where I kind of, like, you know, thought, okay. Because, like, in the previous episode when, like, Jimenez, I was like, oh, yeah, I already retook Ichibana, I'm like, huh? Yeah, I was going to call that a a legitimate flaw. But then, then this episode negates that problem I have with the previous episode with a really cool twist. So I can't even complain about that anymore.
3: Okay. We have done this several times in this season now where we get uppity in the beginning, we're like, wait, that's a flaw. And then two episodes later, we're like, that's genius. Oh, yeah. yeah. Completely oh,
0: against
3: yeah. It. They yeah. keep doing this over and over again. They do something crazy that we're just like, wait, what are you doing? And then when we finally catch up with the writers, we're like, oh, y'all are freaking genius. I love this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like...
1: And, uh, I'm gonna start sounding like a broken record with these number of things when I keep giving the scores, but in this case, like it's, it just seems like a crime to give this thing any le- like some of these episodes anything less than a nine. So, yeah, I'm giving this one a nine yeah. too. I'm
3: giving this a nine point five.
0: Yeah. I'm, gonna go with, uh, Riz, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the uh as well nine point five. Yep.
1: All right, you guys ready to move on to the next one? Because I'm excited about this one.
3: Dude, I'm so ready. Let's go.
1: All right. We have episode 37, Iroki's Rebellion. So uh most of this episode reveal uh we actually get a little bit more fleshy now for Khadira, Well, actually a lot more, uh, where um so Grody, who uh, who was the jester that took over his uh kingdom, has actually revived Iroki. She was the ruler of tofu before he came along, and uh, you know she and uh, and uh, what happens is that uh, so of course uh, Kaguragi has to work to uh, to confront her, and and we get a lot of flashbacks uh, with him. So we find out that uh, way back. He was taken in as a pupil by Iroki. Uh, she felt that because he was so honesty and he was so honest, and you know had a lot of uh, you know honor to him, he would never betray her. But then during God's wrath, Iroki hoarded all the food for herself, and the people of tofu were going to starve. So Kaguraki tried to convince her. So Kaguraki said, "Okay, I'm going to go and convince her to release the food." But then when he exited the castle, it was burning. He had a katana in his hands, which were covered in blood. So Suzume, that's his sister, by the way, she's like, oh, Kaguragi killed our corrupt leader. This is the new Lord of Tofu, and everybody accepted it, but we actually find out that Kaguragi actually didn't kill her. He just stood there unsure of what to do while the roof of the castle collapsed on her. So, uh, Iro, so Kabiroki confronts Iroki here and he reveals that the that Grody uh he actually discovered that Grody had poisoned the rice of tofu and Iroki hid it from the people because she wanted to keep its uh keep the kingdom's reputation uh intact. In other words, Iroki sacrificed herself like she said I don't want my people to suffer so i'm going to take the fall like i'm going to hide all this rice so that i can be looked at as a traitor so that a new ruler who will be able to fix everything will you know come along and you know and kaguraki even though he wasn't able to kill her before he's able to do what he couldn't do before he you know he's able to transform he drives uh grody away and when grody retreats uh, iroki's undead body like disappears and he retakes control of tofu and uh that's how this episode ends uh so yeah I'll, we got a lot of revelation here guys so uh what do we all think about this one
0: oh can okay. i saw it first yeah go for it wow so that honestly explains so much as to why Kakaraki is the way he is is because like before he was honest and he like couldn't really tell lies or whatever. After the incident, he started becoming more mischievous in a way and not really telling half truths and, and, you know, and lies and deceits and all that stuff. And now I get it now. He's like, wow, like he threw through a traumatic experience and that's why he is the way he is.
2: Well, more so that, he kind of maybe understood that the king needs to cover for his people. So yeah. <clears throat> hiding details <clears throat> and just, you know, making those behind the scenes sacrifices as part of the job. And yeah. we saw that early on with him, like being kind of like a, a misdirection, the biggest like misdirection culprit of the team back when uh, Rackless was still around. But man, there's a point in this episode where I forgot I was watching a Sentai. <laughs> this was yeah. so. This was so dramatic in all of the yeah. best ways possible, and it it, it 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 did a lot for Kaguraki's character because I think up to this point we've all agreed that he's been the most underdeveloped and underutilized yeah. member of this yeah. team. He needed an episode like this badly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny how you keep saying like you forgot that you're watching the syndac. I here's something that uh, we probably should mention. Uh, up until I want to say uh, either thirty nine or forty, like we're not getting any mech battles, and the action scenes where like they're transformed are very little. Like this show, mm. it, this show definitely isn't trying to be a toy commercial, unlike some other Sentai. No. Like this show is trying to be an actual <clears throat> legit entertaining show.
2: Yeah, because I was watching this episode, and then when he he hensioned to fight Grody, I was like, "Oh right, this is a Tokusatsu show, right? <laughs>
1: Have some samurai drama thing,
2: right?" Yeah, know. I was like, I was so invested in what was going on. I was like, "Oh yeah, weird suits and monster fights." Yeah, that was that's that's why I'm watching this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, I hate to say bad. I mean. As much as I genuinely liked Cosmic Fury, I mean, if we're comparing this show to other, to like the other show that tried to deviate from like the monster of the week type of plot, I mean, <laughs> King Oger's just running away with it right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big facts.
1: Uh, you want to say some stuff, Riz?
3: Yeah, I'm going to start off by saying my trademark line for this podcast. The Kaguraki stocks are on the rise, man. because someone just needs to make a book
2: to those stonks meme pictures with just every king (laughs) oger yeah
3: (laughs) and I need like a fancy photo of me underneath it going yeah (laughs) Um, no but I I just love the fact that we finally get something for Kagaragi and While it's much later than I wanted, I think the payoff here is pretty awesome and amazing. Because in this case, we've had his character out there. And this is just an explanation of why he's like that. So I thought it was pretty awesome to get this, finally. And I'm hoping it's not a one-off and we get some more like this before episode 50. But we only have like six episodes before the end game arc really kicks in. Yeah. But at least they
1: gave him some focus finally that he really. needed. Okay. Uh, What do we want to give this out of ten, guys? I'm. I might actually want to give the. I'm going to give this a nine point five. I give the previous one a nine. Like this is a 9.5 it's almost kind of trying to make the case for a 10 to me just kind of because i don't know like i i I remember back when we in the early time i actually had kaguraki as number one now he's kind of he's been down to the worst but i don't know i mean he's he might be better than gira at this point if i'm being honest
3: i think this is a 9.5 and i'm starting to wonder how many times can I give a 9.5 before it gets old? But I don't think it will get old.
2: <clears throat> I'm not going to give this one that high of a score because I still think it being centered around Kaguraki holds it back a little bit because up to this point he hasn't been nearly as interesting as Yanmar Hermeno. So I'll give it a 9. But, man, it was still just... If, if you wanted to single it out as an episode on its own merits, man, it's good. <laughs>
3: It is yeah. very good.
1: Uh Anthony.
0: Uh I think I'm gonna give it a I'll give it a nine. Too. I was thinking about getting it an eight, but I was like, nah, cause I mean it's still good. And like and like Patrick said, it it is about Kagaraki and I wish we had more of this earlier on, but yeah, I'll give it a nine. Okay.
3: <clears throat> All right, and now so- we move on to the next episode, which I think Nathan will end up giving a ten yeah i'm calling well, it right now <laughs> all right uh we have episode
1: 38 steadfast idol debut so uh this episode uh rita goes undercover as an idol because she's trying to investigate the jesters but most of this episode is uh the other king owners uh suspecting that i don't mate i don't know you want to become a idol maybe it's uh for very personal reasons at first Jeremy comes and he's like oh you never met your parents and you miss your parents so you think you becoming an idol uh you know will help you find your parents and the Rita's like no I know who my parents are I've met them before (laughs) and then he thinks like oh you want to become an idol because everybody's always hated you for being a judge and now you want to be an idol so that everybody will love you and then Rita's like no, I'm. I was fine being a judge. Everything's fine, and then, <laughs> uh, and then finally, Gira is all like, "Oh, you know, the end of this Mofun manga is like, you know, this whole thing where Mofun's gone and like Mofun's no longer needed, and you feel like you're no longer needed because you're a judge." And then finally, Rita's all like, "Oh my God, I am undercover doing an investigation." Shut Man. up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, go ahead. The funny part is, this is the second or third time she said it in the episode to different people. Yeah. And nobody is willing to understand what she's saying, and they're all like, Oh, there, there, portable Reva. We understand you better. Yeah, it's, like, you understand
2: it, it's like they think she's sure. saying it because oh. she does. She's still too afraid to openly admit what it is she wants, but she's being dead serious <laughs> the yeah. entire yeah. time.
1: <laughs> and uh, by the way, she uh, repels Goma. Uh, she's the only one who it transforms in this episode. Actually, by the way, like I've noticed that, like in King Oger, uh, like if they just want like one ranger to, I like, transform and like just destroy the monster. They're not too shy about like sidelining the other rangers. Yeah. Again, that's not something that you would see in other Sentai. It's almost like this writer. And, and I'm Never
2: perfectly fine. I'm before. perfectly fine with that. I like it when a single ranger does the job by themselves. It's such a cool moment when it happens. It is. Yep. And so,
3: especially when it's their character focused episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh now that, that's how it ends. Uh so uh what do uh, I mean, what else do we want to say about this episode? Because we've already kind of just pointed out how hilarious it is.
2: You know, for being for I, yeah. there's there's one moment in this episode and it's very kind of like I guess you could see it as like a throwaway line, but this episode did finally maybe loosen her up because that final scene where she unzips her collar when what, what
1: was her name again?
2: Morphina,
1: I think so, Morphina, yeah,
2: or. Yeah, Marvin it said that you know you should be more comfortable around your friend, so she unzips her collar and stuff like Hey look at that, she's she's loosening up finally. Yeah. <laughs> like, good. I, I wanna see Rita be a little bit more you know, I guess less stiff. Because she has these moments where she shows more of her personality and it's awesome. So I know, right? <laughs> A small thing uh I, I'll, I'll give this a nine though just because seeing her in an idol outfit and dancing was so visually jarring that i couldn't help find this hilarious
3: yeah, I, <laughs> Same I, I, love, I was
2: like what is this
3: okay
1: so, <laughs> i love out of character episodes for yeah characters like I'm never
2: gonna like, I'm never going to forget Himeno doing Kaguraki stance with the crazy eyes we got a couple of episodes ago and they swap <laughs> bodies.
1: <laughs> like, like there's an episode of Boken, that I really like where Boken Pink, who's usually like a tough tomboy, like no nonsense type of person, she has to go on TV and act like a total like hi, I'm hi, how was everybody doing it? Ah, Like that, and it's really hilarious after you've seen like 20 plus episodes of her just being like this tough tomboy that doesn't take anybody's nonsense. Like, so I mean yeah, that, and seeing Rita act completely out of character where she's showing her face and singing like a typical idol is just ah, that was very entertaining.
2: (laughs) And the Himenomoto I was saying, she was crying in support of her the whole time. It was awesome.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was so great. I
0: love that they that uh it breaks the trope of like characters' motivations aren't what you normally think they were because like it's like you like they said in the episode, oh you're mm-hmm. doing this because such and such, or you're doing this because such and such, or, like my parents. I'm like, No, I know my parents no. are, you stupid <laughs> idiots.
3: <laughs> I mean, okay, so regardless of what do you think of this episode though. You can't hate this episode just because of how adorable Rita is. No! Rita, no I... Rita has taken the Kotaha approach to being a character in this episode, except he took it on steroids and really upped the ante for you cannot hate this character. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We are forming the Rita it's... Protection Agency now.
0: <laughs> she doesn't need us, but she's still going no, to be No, she deal doesn't need it. us, but... <laughs> but, but. But it's there, it's there. Yeah,
3: we'll be here either. anyway.
1: Honestly, it's a pity that... I mean, I like that she's purple. I'm cool with that. But honestly, it's kind of a pity that she's not pink because she serves the role of a pink ranger in the Core mm-hmm. 5. But I'm honestly kind of sad that she's not pink because if she was pink, she would undeniably be like probably my number one pink ranger.
3: I think like, I think they're not pink because they're non-binary and they're trying to give purple to indicate that more than pink. Because they do yeah. have the roll of pink. Yeah, I get yeah, that. They, just,
2: I forgot that they did call her by they and them and stuff during this episode. I, I was like, it's all, was, that mistran, it's all been, was that a mistranslation or something? I don't a, remember that being the case. One. Has it been? I haven't noticed. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> no, they have all of <clears> them <throat> referred to as they, them because they're non-binary from episode one.
1: Well, I've seen them Mm. use she and her, like, once or twice. But, I mean, it could be the case, like... I know uh, uh, Demi Lovato, who identifies as non-binary, she's okay with using either they, them, or she, her. So maybe that can just be the case with uh, Rita, too.
3: It could be gender fluid more than anything else, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But... I I, And, I mean, I'm cool that she's purple, because, I mean, it's fine with it. I'm just saying that, like... The only reason I think that it sucks that she's not pink is because I really want one. I, I only have like one pink who I think who I would technically put in an S tier, and that would be Boken pink. But even then, I'm kind of afraid that she's not good enough to be like an S tier. If Rita was pink, she would be S tier pink.
3: Here's the thing.
1: Excuse, excuse I
3: think... me, sir. I am, though. <laughs>
1: okay, I am his A tier, but.
3: F tier. Here, Here F-tier. Nate, I'll give, you, I'll,
0: give, I'll
2: give you a cushion on this. I think she – I think pinks are kind of one of those that you can dump them in a pool like black and greens are interchangeable. You can put her in like the white and pink category because white and pink yeah. are interchangeable a lot of the times. Yeah. So like if you way, want to rank her amongst pink and white rangers,
1: go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean in the same way you could probably rank like uh, Hime alongside like uh, – Wait, if you put
2: the uh, whites—if you put the whites inside the same list with the pinks and stuff, Sudahime is probably number one next to Rita. That's Kaku
3: White, right? (laughs) Ninja White, White,
2: yeah, yeah, from Kaku Ranger, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: But uh, what do we want to give this one, guys?
0: Uh, Nine point
3: five. I'll be right back. All right, nine.
1: I'm going with a nine. I. I'm probably gonna say 9.5. Sorry, Riz. Like I don't. I I expected
3: it to be your 10.
1: It. Okay, it was a good episode. It did <laughs> a lot for me, but it didn't do anything to justify a 10, dude.
2: <laughs> I want to leave one final note. I love how in that one shot before Jimeno started talking to her, she was in the mascot outfit and she was feeling up the wall because you couldn't see anything. And I love that visual gag. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, what were
1: you going to give it patrick
2: i gave it a nine
1: okay cool all right so now we have episode 39 in climactic battle where uh so i forgot to mention that in the previous episode uh yanma and Shiokara found uh, a device called an ultra computer uh that um you know he created uh that it was actually confiscated and he got it and he found and he's found out uh you know through these that there are hidden code codes in the king caliber that can be used uh to give the king odors more power and that could actually help them destroy some of uh of uh dog dead's jesters and uh each of the king odors are given an ultra computer um although uh supposedly only one is real and the others are fake and he uh and you know he um but nobody knows which one is the real one. So, you know, because it's crucial that uh, everybody acts as if, you know, theirs is the real one. So, with their new uh, ultra computers, the King Oders, they storm in Kasopa, they face off against the jesters, but then all of their computers get destroyed. And <laughs> I, love <how> Yanma, um, <laughs> I love how Yanma handles this whole thing. Like, uh, he's the last one with his ultra computer, and he gets knocked down, and Hirobiru takes it and destroys it. And as she's doing it, Yama has, like, his hand on this thing like, oh, no, she's going to destroy my ultra computer. I messed up. 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 And then she crushes it, and it turns out to be fake. I mean, Yama's all like, ha, ha, fooled you. They're all fake. The real one was already used to get those codes. I totally, I totally fooled you. I just, <laughs> the way that he just totally flips that was just, ah, man, Yama. His,
2: his troll side is amazing. Yeah. Never never forget the giant whoopee cushion. That was iconic.
3: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he calls everyone Ruckman Brain. Yeah.
1: But, uh, so, uh, the King Ogres, they're able to use the the codes on them, and it it gives them a new power-up, even though it's really just a, like, it's a major, like, CGI fest where, like, you know, they're, where they have, like, all these, like, like lights and like holograms generated from the shoe gods around them but it increases their power and with their newfound strength uh they drive off the jesters and for the first time they manage to destroy one um they have hirabiru cornered uh they force hirabiru to call off her brainwashing and she does and then she uh has goma take her place uh goma using his body swapping technique and they destroy goma and but they're all left injured from the po- um you know from the fight because the power was too much and then uh, we get a twist where uh, so we're shown in some flashbacks that uh Rockless um was one, he wanted to take out one of the jesters and he was apparently working with Kagu Rocky to do this and but in reality the reason why he did it was because so he set up Goma to be destroyed and why did he do it because he wants to be a jester. So and Rockless is told, okay, I'll let you be a jester, but you have to go and throw Shakyu into chaos. So Rockless is just like Rock yeah, he's Rockless is basically now just officially an enemy general. Like this guy is just insane. So yeah, what do we think about this one, guys?
2: I wanna say I like the upgraded forms that they got because they've actually been foreshadowed. You want to know where? In the intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that part true. of the... Is that part of the intro where they have, like, their... the idol, like, pictures of them? You see, like, the insect part, like, form over their bodies? When I saw uh, them standing there with these... I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> they've been teasing these since the intro, since the beginning of the show. Um, But... I don't know. There's just something cool about them weaving around with like giant, like, scythes and spider arms and Kaguraki having something coming out of his butt. That was weird looking. Um, yeah, right? that was. Man, that was made, it, it made, it made the. F- you yeah, know? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it definitely did make the fights a little bit hard to follow. I like, I love the idea of these powers, but. Visually, I still pretty clearly. Yes. Pretty
3: no, visually, hmm. these are very jarring, and I didn't yeah. like the visual effects at all. Yeah, the it's, idea it's, is pretty is cool, like, but yeah, visually, I didn't they're, know, I didn't really. over,
2: they're overstepping their boundaries a little bit with this. I hope they don't they, they use these sparingly going forward.
3: I hope it's only like for the big things, <clears throat> not like every episode now. Yeah.
2: But I don't mind it because this was the the powers introduction, so go all out. Yeah. But, no, yeah, go all out. Just going fun, forward,
1: At least, please.
2: yeah, but going forward, if you're going to do it, have, like, one do it or have it be a major moment where it's reasonably called for.
1: Yeah. Like, all of them have to use it when they're battling Dog Dead.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, if it's if this is the final
1: battle and they have to do it, yeah, sure,
2: go crazy, chug the frame at it, Frame rate frame rate of my video, I encourage it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Patrick will buy a better oh, computer to keep up.
2: I mean, jokingly, though, this new computer of mine can handle it just fine, but it's yeah. still a very funny way to describe it. <laughs> Kill my FPS! Do
3: it! <laughs> Make it feel pain. Yeah. <laughs> I want to f- hear my computer's fan work.
0: <laughs> like I swear, like 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 Rich said, man, these socks, these Yama socks are going up and they're staying up they ain't going down. Yeah. Um, why did also have to, like, why did have to
2: put a fake poop
0: in each one of them?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a joke. Tro- it's a tro- uh, tro- yeah,
0: that I know. I know in Japanese cultures, that, like, they they use love pink it. poop That's like a joke for. No, I've seen it several times. Did you Did you
2: yeah, Digimon did it all the time, yeah. so we're used to it. Yeah, I was like,
1: <laughs> not made <making> that why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but
1: I mean, I still thought it was funny. So yeah. also,
0: was. <laughs> also, I'm glad they explained why that jester had, had did what he did. Because I was like I was like, wait, why did he just did he make a mistake and teleport himself there by mistake? But then they explained, oh he was already uh, under the influence of beer of beer uh mind controlling him basically yep that was an interesting twist i was like wait what like like how did that happen but then they explained it that was pretty good
1: uh were you going to say something Riz? no okay uh what do we want to get this one out of 10 guys
3: I am nine um, because those effects give me a headache.
0: Yeah, nine. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm the only ones that like the thing. I didn't mind the effects, really. I didn't. I mean, I, I I like the effects. I think
2: that having them all use them at the same time was a little bit visually disorienting.
3: Didn't also, me <laughs> also, could had have not had a better, like, power? Yeah, no.
2: <clears throat> he just had a a thin stinger coming out of his butt. That's it. That's you just
3: like. You <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I
1: like the idea of the power up where like they're all given different features based on their insect theme. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I I just like I don't know. It's kind of like what um, I can't remember what it was called. in Abba Ranger, but uh, in Dino Thunder it was called Super Dino Mode. Like, like I can Like I always liked how for that mode, uh, yellow only yellow. Unfortunately, got, got she the, got the got wings. wings. Yeah. Wings oh, bar. a bar. It's, it's it's
0: called Bar Mode. I think. Hmm.
1: Yeah, okay, but everybody else just has spikes growing out, like, I don't know, couldn't you have given, like, I don't know, Blue, like, some Triceratops horns and, you know, stuff like that? Like, I feel like this, this mode is more of what, like, Abare mode slash Super Dino mode could have been to its full potential.
3: Yeah, but also, we could have had, like, Kagura, Kaguraga have uh mandible. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Give him mandibles. I say
2: Jeremy had the best one because him wailing on you with spider arms coming out of his back was awesome as could be.
3: (laughs) Okay, and then pair that with the fact that his uh, Henson voice sounds like a rock Mm -hmm. star. Yeah,
2: it does.
3: Like a demonic rock star. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Uh, what were you gonna
0: give it out of ten, Anthony? I, I know like I, y'all don't agree with this because like, like I said, y'all want to use it sparingly. But I'm gonna give it another ten. Like y'all my episodes or episodes we all work together as a team. I'm at the tens for me. Sorry. Okay. No,
3: I mean. I know not- that,
2: yeah, this episode was definitely a lot less story driven or character driven compared to the last few, but. Man, even though the action was a little bit hectic to follow with the CG, man, it was intense, and I love when uh, the show goes all in on fights like yeah. that. So, it's it's a nine for me, also. Okay.
1: All right, so now we have our final episode in this batch, uh, episode forty. I am a king and a prince. Uh, so, Rockless has a plan to uh, throw Shikue into chaos. Uh, so, uh, Shugodum comes under attack, and Gira can. Uh, has to fight alone because everybody else is too injured and they're being taken care of in nishibana uh he repels the attack with the help of prince uh prince arrives again Uh, he was called by uh minitira who uh he minitira actually accompanied them back to shikyu and uh prince uh you know arrives he transforms into king kuryu red helps him help skira fight off uh some of the um some of the foot soldiers um they have a brief moment where you know where uh Gira like congratulates him becoming a better king and then uh he leaves on Plezuon saying they'll always be connected by bravery and uh a plan is revealed uh to dog dead from Rack was that he's going to drive the world into chaos by framing Gira as an enemy and he broadcasts the to the entire world uh you know he takes off his mask and claim and reveals himself and he also and he also claims and everybody believes him including the other king odors that Gira is a creature created by dog dead and the reason why the other king odors kind of believe this is because well he is the only one who can talk to the shoe gods so there could be some truth behind that and uh you know gira was you know created by dog dead to help but now he's turned on humanity and he's blamed for the previous attack on shoe and dog dead um in order to kind of keep it up he actually uh brainwashes gira briefly into calling king oger to attack shoe but uh unfortunately for dog dead the plan fails because uh king oger refuses to attack because the shoe gods over the last couple of days have been acting weird and now they have their own free will and they refuse to attack even when G- Gira I'm putting in air quotes because it's not actually Gira doing it but Gira tells them to attack and you know this makes Gira realize wow you you guys have your own free will that's so great like you know he's crying tears of joy since you know he's developed a bond with these shoe gods and um the other king ogres they take up their calibers after they uh realize you know that what the sh- that the shoe gods are good and everything and the episode ends with Gira um aiming his caliber at dog dead and basically saying we're going to defeat you and uh that's the episode uh what do we think about this one
3: I'm gonna start off here um Mm -hmm. I I thought it was really random that Prince just appears for like five minutes and then it's gone again like, couldn't you have stayed the whole episode at least and done something more? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I'm reading rumors on one of the groups I'm in that they're coming back again <clears throat> for another crossover in the next couple episodes. So, like... Well,
2: well, I also saw that they confirmed that Kyor Ujir is getting... King Ojir. Odur- and Kyori are having a crossover movie and King's actor confirmed he's going to be in it.
3: Yeah. So. And Uchi.
2: <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, Uchi. Yeah, they're going to be the... it's going to be... It said it's, it it's going to be the core six Kyori Ujurs and Prince teaming up with the King Ujurs. Oh, that that's... Movie. And that's
1: kind of a big deal because King's actor is... I mean, he's not a big, big actor, but he's been kind of busy with a bunch of...
2: He Someone in the projects. Super Sentai subreddit posted a picture from his Instagram of him standing in King's street clothes again. So... Uh, yeah.
3: <clears throat> so, I mean, it's going to happen. <clears throat> I, like, um, <throat> I like the casual interactions with the two teams across time, but come on. Can we have gotten a few more minutes of prince there to help it'll have been nice especially given yeah. everyone's already hurt
0: yeah so but, what do y'all think of okay I, honestly i don't really think that what um why am i playing on his name all of a sudden
1: are you gonna talk about reckless like yeah he says about gira
0: yeah, I, I'm, y'all really think that reckless would? I think I don't. I don't believe what reckless says about gear being true. Yeah, never do I. I what a spawn of
2: dog dad or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: that would be kind of a mm-hmm. weird decision. Like, I don't think it's going to be true. Well, that's kind of an issue that I have with this episode. Like, they're framing the mm-hmm. revelation as if it's true. Like, it's supposed to be a big twist, but. I find that really hard to believe that it is true because, like, the writers have been doing, especially, you know, up until Reckless got killed, like, they've been putting so much story and lore behind Reckless and Gira being brothers and, like, this relationship that they have. So it's like, are you really going to throw that all away just for the sake of throwing in some last second twist with Gira? Like, Really, guys? Like, and then
0: the one thing that confuses me is that you guys remember that Racklus has been ruling his kingdom, you know, for how long how long? And then Gira go like, turns up missing. Like he like, hey, people were aware of his existence, but for some reason, when Gira was like not part of the kingdom anymore, people didn't ask about where's Prince Gira. Is Gira okay? Nothing. Like, did you? Did they establish that he was being that he that people were like mind wiped to forget Gira or something like that or what? They might
1: have that part I can't. Or remember.
0: they never
2: knew his existence in the first place.
0: Yeah, because I'm just confused as to like you know how no one in the kingdom even this, if this- the, 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 the 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 people who aren't part of the actual like family or like the guards or like people who are actually like protecting the shoot Shugel- Go like, Golden Kingdom. I can understand that. Like people who are outside the kingdom, I can see why they wouldn't know. But why aren't people from the inside know? Like that's that's what the band that confuses me.
2: Well, like we talked about earlier, how they would establish something we would be questioning, and then a few episodes later they'd explain it and have it make sense. How about we give it a couple yeah. of episodes? Let's <laughs> yeah. let them explain Let's
0: themselves. Hope. Let's hope they have 10 episodes left. Let's just hope so. <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, there's I mean, been a couple of it times where I find, go ahead, Patrick. It, it does make sense because in the early parts of the, se- of the series, they did have Yama try to explain, I've programmed the Shoe Gods a very specific way. What they're doing with around you doesn't make any sense. And then it was never really expanded upon ever again. This
0: does explain it. Yeah. <clears throat> For what it's worth. But then, like, it makes you question like, what, like It's like why would he decide to make a, a actual like living human and have it have him like not only age like a normal human being, but like also take his take his time to like make him grow and like, you know, up to the point where he's like literally, Gonna overthrow the king. What if he didn't do that? What if he didn't decide not to do that? With like, it's about free will, right? But like, I know. you know, I, I don't I mean, know. it'll so be it'll be
1: interesting to see where they go with this.
0: Yeah, I'll see how they explain it first.
2: Yeah, because I was really eager to watch
0: the next episode. Next few episodes, I was like, Nah, I will. We'll, I'll keep it. I'll just keeps on these. Focus on these episodes. That way, <laughs> when we get to the next review, I, I can't be like, Oh, I know. no nah, I'm gonna do that. I'm just going to wait until we're done here then I'll watch the episodes.
1: Biting your tongue. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Riz, you want to say anything?
3: Yeah, I... I have questions on a lot of what's going on right now, but I think, like Patrick said, it's best to wait and see how this unfolds because we ended at this weird spot where I think this is probably a two-part episode honestly and so yeah, we're not going to be getting the full resolution here anyway to some of the things that happened yeah um but i do like this idea of the Sioux gods having their own free will and you know having tears of joy that they're no longer under his control and all I got to say is, Dog Dead's about to get some, about to be Dog Dead. <laughs> I was debating
0: Damn. on if I want to make that pun, but then I was like, you know what? I'm making the pun. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did, because that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: See, Nathan, I can make The joke wrote too. itself,
2: it was just a matter of time of. It's like the joke wrote itself, it was just a matter of time of one of us said it. You you had the balls to be the one to make the... to say it.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I want (laughs) to...
1: I I know I won't shut up about this, but I really... uh, And it makes me even more frustrated because one of these gestures does get a human form in Grody, but, like, the way that Dog Dead was, like, you know, screwing with Gira and... You know, just like the way that he is and like, you know, he's just like this guy with godlike powers, but he's like toying with them like, a, like you know, kind of acting like how Pegasus is in like the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it's like, he's very intimidating, but he's like talking like a child, like, can why can't this guy have a human form? I want him to have a human form. He would be so much more interested if he had a human form. Why does Grody get one? But he doesn't.
3: Just because so annoyed. He honestly,
0: he's honestly he doesn't really need any human form for me, really, because like it, he's already entertaining enough yeah. as he is. Yeah. I just
3: I, I just feel like I can, he take would it be or, I can
2: I can take it or leave it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm not worried about the human form for dude guys. I know it's just he would be
1: so much more in like I don't know, like again, like how I said like how you know Bosco was an entertaining villain, but would he be nearly as entertaining <laughs> if he was just always that monster?
3: No. Like, 100% of the time yeah. and didn't have the human form. But that's like, to make him more relatable to Marvelous, because you yeah. wanted Marvelous to have, like, a, mm-hmm. a backstory that connected to this guy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but like, look so, at... Could like, you imagine Bosco Marvelous working with a monster? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Bosco and
2: Juzo benefited from it because they had a very deep personal connection to one of the rangers in particular. So them having okay, a human form would be their equivalent of an, on morph... And on Henshin form, yeah. Uh, Dog Dad doesn't really have that with anybody, so
1: I guess that's fair. I just, I mean, he's still a very entertaining I mean, villain. I'll give him that, yeah. I mean, this guy I'm isn't, still I him mean, bicycle seat head. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, as far as like you know, deeper characters, like. I wouldn't say that like he's a great like deep villain, like on par with someone like Ecliptor from Power Rangers in Space or Gray from Jetman, but like as far as like just mm-hmm. entertaining villains who mm-hmm. are like evil and know they're evil and just like have fun being evil, this guy is like top five.
3: He's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. He, you know, he's not like a top tier, S-tier villain to me either, but he's definitely been a lot of fun. But we all know Rockless is the true endgame.
2: Yeah. He's definitely more entertaining than um You already forgot. What was his, name,
3: his name? Yep. The, 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 the,
2: the Bugnarok leader from the, the Desner- first half. I think
1: his name was Desner- Rock. Yeah.
2: Desnarok. Yeah. See, yeah.
0: See, I don't
3: even remember his name. He's a he's a
0: step- I, remember, I remember his name <laughs> until you said it.
3: <laughs> see, oh no, I knew his name, but I want to see Patrick struggle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's like butthurt um, <laughs> who death rock. Who? <laughs> it was really yeah. funny to watch him uh, struggle That uh,
2: uh, that guy, <laughs> that one you know, angry you know, looking monster on, that they always.
3: Hang on, his name is Bro, because he fights for his bros. Oh,
1: oh man! <laughs> <laughs> what do girl- we Bro. bro. <laughs> what do we want to get 40 out of 10, guys?
3: I'm going to mm-hmm. give this an 8.5. I have to drop some points because of the abruptness of Prince coming and going so quickly. Yeah, I'm giving this Yeah, an that eight. definitely
2: made it feel like two episodes. Yeah, that definitely made it feel like two episodes in one. Yeah. 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 It, didn't, it was
3: um, just too disappointed for me. Yeah, I'll I'm give it a giving- But I, I think.
0: You can, you can go oh i was gonna say i was gonna give it an eight too because not not because of the whole stuff with with the prince or whatever that was okay i guess but like i'm gonna give it an eight because of the whole confusing thing with, with gear really that's my only issue is yeah. like just
1: yeah
2: trying to make his
0: tails with what i just read, I watched i was like what
1: like this is a setup episode for like a future thing and maybe when yeah. i'm like re-looking at these episodes and i'm like doing my like episode by episode review for my blog. Maybe my score for this episode will change, but right now it's an eight. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think this is one of those where it's how good it is will be very not, will be a dependent on hindsight. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Well, we've talked about the uh, villain enough. I mean, you know that, I mean, none of these villains are like really deep enough, like not like jet man level. I mean, they're entertaining, but you know, not S tier, but uh, we've had a bunch of uh, character backstory episodes here. So I think it actually is kind of an appropriate time for us to do our updated character rankings for King Oger now. So uh, anyone want to go first on that?
2: Someone Not else me. can. I'm still trying to figure this out. Okay, <laughs> <me too. laughs>
1: okay I'll, I'll go um, first then. No, go ahead, Patrick. Go for it. Okay. Also uh, you can go. Okay. I'm... I'm still going to put, even though he hasn't done much in this batch, I still want to put Jeremy up there, just because, I mean, I love his backstory, he's still a great character, and honestly, I mean, I I think it's kind of undisputed now that he probably is, like, the best Six Ranger character that we've seen, I mean, I was thinking... At some point, maybe like it could be a competition between him and Nawato But everybody, it you everybody who watches our podcast next week is going to know how we feel about Nawato when that's over. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna, and we're going to do a whole well, different well, podcast. But, uh, <laughs> so Jeremy is there. Uh, I want to put Yanma next because uh, I mean, this is a guy who's seriously making me question whether or not I think ISA is the goat blue sentai ranger so i mean it's kind of a crime for me not to put this guy at number two because like he he's making his case for being the goat sentai blue um i want to put rita next i mean she's great i mean she still has a good backstory uh, you know she's still awesome here and again i mean if she was pink I would put put her as an S tier pink, but I mean, as Patrick said, I mean, if I want to lump like all the pinks and whites together and maybe put her in there, she's S tier. So, I mean, she's still an awesome character. Uh, like Riz says, she should be protected, but she doesn't need us to protect her. So.
3: Rito don't need no man. She's, they're a strong independent person.
1: Kimeno, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, Again, I still like, I mean, okay, that's the one thing that sucks when we have a cast full of, like, great characters. When you put people lower, you feel like you're bad-mouthing them, but you're really not. It's just Whoa. a matter of, like, which characters are, <laughs> like, it's just a matter of, like, which characters are the best of the best of the best versus which are the best. And, like, <laughs> Meadows one of those cases. Uh, I mainly put in her lower just because, uh, I mean, I still think she's awesome, but maybe it's also just kind of on account that, like, I think she sh- will be in, like, a top five yellow for me, but not quite. Probably better than Luka, but not. Uh, I still think Kotohan Domon Doman are a little bit better than her. But uh, but she's still number four. Uh, Kaguragi, I mean, he goes up there now. I mean, we finally got an episode fleshing him out. Uh, maybe it's just because, I mean, there's not that many good Sentai blacks, but I'm feeling half tempted to, like, uh, do like, redo my top five Sentai Blacks, because I recently posted one on my blog. Maybe i take out, uh, maybe I would take out either Ian from Pure Uger, or actually, no, Ian is the only guy, and maybe, like, put Kaguraki as, like, number four behind Boken Black, Mega Black, and, uh, everybody knows who the number one Black Ranger is in Sentai. It's Guy Black Condor, but, uh, Mm -hmm. like, but he's still a top five caliber guy. Maybe not quite an S tier yet, but he's still an A tier. If, if you know what I mean. So
0: yeah.
1: And then there's Gira just cause I mean, I don't know. Gira, not a terrible character. He's not a bad red. He's not stealing the show or doing any focus, but the bigger problem is that he just seems like the most boring to me. Like, I mean, maybe that'll change with this twist twist if that turn if that actually is a twist with him and Dog Dead, but we'll have to see in the next batch of episodes. Yeah. So at a recap, my ranking is yeah. Jeremy, Yanma, Rita, Himeno, Kaguragi, and Gira.
2: I guess I'll take up next. Um I'm probably still gonna put Himeno at number one for me. I, I just love her personality far too much to put her any lower than this at this moment. Um, man, probably Yanma would go number two. He, I mean, everybody, what everybody else has said about him already. I don't, I don't think I need to explain him anymore. Jeremy, (laughs) number three, Rita. Um, and between Kaguragi and Gira, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult for me to rank those two one over the other. I think Gira is ultimately going to end up being above Kakaraki in my final rankings when all set is done. But at this point in time, I'm going to put Kakaraki and then Gira at the bottom. Because there, there's, there's stuff about Gira that we haven't experienced yet that could either make or break him in terms of grand scheme of Red Rangers. So, yeah, we'll see. All
1: right, Riz, Anthony.
0: Uh, I'll i go next. uh obviously gonna be Yama's obvious up, up the top. This is my first one, obviously. No, no bars. You you're already explained myself. I don't need to explain more about why he's number one for me. <laughs> uh second is Jimeno for obvious reasons. Uh Rita's third for obvious reasons again. Mm-hmm. Uh Jeremy's four, Kaguraki's actually five, and Gear is, is six. Okay, it's amazing
1: how like Kaguragi was like at the bottom of like half of ours, and now that one episode has at least brought him
0: up. Yeah, uh, it really God. did. <laughs> the and, like, are I'm amazing, not, and I'm not putting Gear at the bottom because I think I don't like his character. Like, I actually, it, it's just difficult because like. He's a good character, but he's just not. He, there's still characters who are better than him, if that makes he's sense. A B- he's a B
3: tier character and a season of S tier character. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem up to this here. point. Like, because honestly, he could be a lot worse. Because I would have put him way. Below Ryu, yeah. If he, if he, if he was just that bad, just <laughs>
3: okay. Okay, we're going there, aren't we? Okay, oh, yeah.
1: My turn, Dude, he, He's gonna post. He's gonna post the Time Ranger in-game mark after this one. So don't spoil. Don't start the running yeah. gag before the episode. There's your pre. You start the gag comes out.
2: Here's your okay. early special <laughs> preview for our Time Ranger finale episode.
3: Okay, <laughs> this, this is actually perfect that we're making the joke before the Time Ranger end game episode comes out, because now we're going Back to the Future next week. Oh Lord!
2: Do 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 do.
3: Okay, but now you're done, right, Anthony? You got all yours out. Yeah. Okay. So, Himino is number one for me. Yanmug is number two. I think Rita is still number three. Zermi is number four. Kagaragi, number five. Gira, number six. And again, this doesn't mean anyone is a bad character. It's just my personal preference of who resonated with me more for some reason or the other. Himino had an amazing character arc throughout. Yanma stocks are rising beyond comprehension, but Kimino is still the goat of the season. Um, Rita's too adorable. She's exactly like Kotahan. You cannot hate, and you cannot bring her that low. Hell, even number three is too low sometimes. Um, Jeremy is still is the best six I've seen, and if Nate's saying he's the best that he's seen, then I mean, it has to be the case because Nathan's seen almost everything at this point
1: yeah i still need to see the knee ninja through uh kira major sixth there but... don't
3: worry about knee ninja it's fine okay i know but
1: <laughs> i mean at the very least kira may silver has to be a good character
3: yeah, yeah he's uh, a great character okay and kagaragi the episode in dispatch really did him some favors gira i do want to take a minute here and give him some props that we have not given him yet in dispatch he's not as annoying anymore no. Mm. Like, he doesn't... He barely does the evil routine of I'm the evil king! Ha 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 ha, ha. Yeah. So, I, I gotta give him some props for that. He has yeah. gone up in his stocks because of that alone. This entire him being created by Dog Dad or whatever, dude, I don't know what's gonna happen there, but it's entertaining. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see what happens next time. Yeah, I right. mean, in all honesty, like his whole evil king thing, I mean,
1: it's annoying, but I mean, I don't think it's nearly as great. And again, I haven't seen these Sentai all the way through, but like it's not nearly as annoying as like uh uh
3: here, I'll help you out, Nate. It's not nearly as annoying as Dawn.
1: Okay, yeah, we can say that, but I'm talking but if we're talking about the uh There it is. <laughs> the um the, the more recent Reds, like, it's not nearly as annoying as what's his name, Takaharu, and Ninja Ninja saying, like, I'm all fired up. And, like, uh,
3: no, he or, said, uh,
1: I'm hot. Okay. And
3: <clears throat> I think
2: the Turn red on the air conditioner. <laughs> <You> idiot. <laughs> it's not that he big of a deal.
3: He's I think an idiot. What the red
1: about? Q Ranger constantly says like "lucky, lucky" or something. And again, I've only watched like one or
0: two Q Ranger episodes. Oh he, like, no, 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 no! I got to actually show you how he actually does it, because otherwise, like, okay. he like I, do. I, like, do. I don't want to see this.
3: <laughs> Let's go.
0: Yo lucky like he says like that. Yeah, that's how yeah. he says. Okay,
3: <laughs> and he does it every episode, at yeah. least one. All okay, far. so I I don't, almost movie. every episode. Oh, great!
0: I mean, I was
1: instantly annoyed by all of those things with. With ya with Gira doing the whole evil king thing, I'm like, okay, you could stop that, but I'm it doesn't make me want to bang my head on the wall until I no, see No, it's so. not
3: Don. That's when you want to bang your head against the
1: it. <laughs> okay, yeah,
3: there
1: it is. And
3: look i only did it because anthony won't stop with his little tir- tirade now so i have to counteract it with my tirade yeah but anthony doesn't even worse because i mean people can't even see this but like anthony has to put ryuya
1: sucks in his little name now <laughs> on the podcast screen, <laughs> So <laughs> And again, like, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i starting to think, and I'm going to spoil this when we do our next podcast, I'm starting to think, like, maybe just for the sake of k kayfabe, like, everybody else has a character that they hate, I might as well just start saying, man, I hate King of Yellow, he's like the worst Yellow Ranger ever, and he sucks, like, just for the sake of k kayfabe, like, <laughs> I just totally spoiled that, but still.
3: Nah, Like you're gonna, you're gonna not be able to compete with me, don't worry. Yeah. Anthony oh, working, God. too. Now,
2: now it's a challenge. <laughs> Great. That's what we need.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I don't even think he's the worst Yellow Ranger ever. I'm in my
0: guy. own league. I don't <laughs> even see this competition. <laughs> I'm just doing my own thing. I'm going to do my like own thing. Anyway,
1: <laughs> what
3: are do closing, I want? What are our closing thoughts <laughs> for this King Nodra guys guys? Um, I am really excited for the next bats. Like, really excited. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: It's
2: it's um the the season has done incredibly well through its first 40 and with 10 episodes left. If it fumbles this ending, I'm never gonna forgive this season because it it, it has yet to mess up once. And if it messes up the ending, we're gonna have problems.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, I will throw hands <laughs> <laughs> at someone. <laughs> <laughs> don't know who yet. Everyone.
2: Every, yeah, Everyone's gonna get some of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two piece with a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse All me, right. what? You, you never heard of that before? <laughs> it, 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 okay. Uh, now, I, now I have to actually explain this to you. Okay. Now wait until Let's we're done. Wait until we're done. Two yeah, piece yeah. is a, is, okay okay wait well, not the bad it's just it's just no way of saying bugging the person in the face anyway like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's, that's
1: <laughs> so that so that wraps up this king odry segment uh we will be doing king odry again like we said we'll be doing uh up to uh episodes uh 45 next because uh, uh the you know wherever they unless you know we did unless the end game arc starts a bit earlier than that in which case you know we'll just uh, you know, cover as many episodes. Uh, you know, um, up to when the in-game arc is supposed to finish. But uh, yeah, we will be uh, finishing King Oger uh, very soon, since there's only five episodes left to uh, air. Uh, it's aired up to forty-five as we're recording this. So uh, we hope you guys will check that out. Our next podcast uh, episode, uh, one hundred and nineteen, will be our Time Ranger in-game arc, which we uh, will which uh, we've already pre-recorded uh we're also going to be doing our after that we'll be doing our Time Force review and then the Time Ranger versus Time Force special we hope you guys will join us for that uh but thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen uh you know if you guys are listening to this on YouTube uh please like the video subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed leave some comments down below with any commentary and we'll be sure to uh you know respond to those if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, we love you guys for that. Be sure to leave us reviews out of uh, five stars um, on both those. And you can reach out to us on anime for our commentary where you can, and you can also watch our other podcast animated classified and a uh, Jedi squadron on there as well. And uh, that about wraps this up. I'll also follow the podcast on uh, you know, on a, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow Riz's uh, reaction page, uh, Riz Lord, on Instagram, and you can follow my blog, uh, um, Tokusentai uh, Blog Ranger, on uh, on uh, Instagram. And that about wraps this up. We thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to us, and we will see you guys next time uh, when we wrap up the Time Ranger review with their in game arc. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the power protect.